Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. This is a recorded introduction to a prayer call that was conducted today. Today is February the 20th. It's about 6 p.m. here in New York. And I basically just got off this prayer call about 25 minutes ago. And it was quite a charged time in the presence of the Lord. This was supposed to be a time just of praising God. So to those of you who may not understand the importance of praise in prayer, praise is a completely separate type of prayer that you can do without asking God for anything. This is where you come before the Lord to give him thanks. This is where you come before the Lord to lift him up. You come before the Lord to, to bless him. You've come to celebrate who he is. This is where you go to places like Psalm 100, Psalm 103, Psalm 104, and you're remembering the magnificence of God, his creating gifts, his supernatural power, the way he opens doors for those that he calls his children. Praise is an essential part of a Christian's life because praise can actually function as a whole separate protection for a believer. And so this prayer call today was not to ask God for anything. It was not to seek the Lord for anything. It was not to pray about any particular topic. It was simply to say, Heavenly Father, we see you. Open our eyes that we can behold you more. We see what you're doing in our lives. We see what you're doing in the Master's Voice Prophecy Blog Ministry. We see what you're doing in the world today. It's difficult, it's dark, but we believe that you are the brightness of everything. But this, this call went way, way, way off road. Talk about leaving the flat tarred road and finding yourself off in the forest. It was really something because when you're praising God, it's high temperature prayer. You're not sitting there and saying, oh God, we behold you and you're so wonderful. No, this is at top of voice. I'm not usually seated for prayers of praise. My arms are raised. Um, my heart is open and everyone else who is part of this prayer group for this ministry has been, um, has been trained to do the same. You're not praising God and sitting. You're not praising God from a place of comfort. So, um, it was quite already high octane, already high raised, and then suddenly the Lord began to break forth in the prayer and talk about how much America has given herself over to wickedness. So if you're new to the Master's Voice Prophecy blog, you will probably not understand how a praise prayer can turn into discussions of wickedness and talk, turn about talks of America. But it happens very frequently that when I'm worshiping, worshiping God, when I'm seeking God, when I'm pressing into God, instead of the Lord, instead of Yah coming back to respond to me about perhaps myself, my family, or the topics that I'm raising in particular, the Lord will always, and I mean consistently, put his finger on the United States. If you are not by now aware that America is under the judgment of God, then welcome to the master's voice. This is the core function of this blog. This blog is not for political commentary. This blog is not a chat spot. This blog is not any of those things. This blog, the heavenly father has commissioned this ministry work 
to bring forth the judgment of the United States. So it does not matter what topic is being brought forward in a particular video or a particular blog post that you may have read on the website. The website for this ministry is www.the-masters-voice.com. That's where most of the prophecies are written down. Over 450 are there in print. I always suggest that new people start there because the reading is foundational and the reading is good for you. But to get back to what I was saying, America is under judgment by God. And it is unfortunate that here in the United States, we do not receive sound teaching, good teaching, or enough teaching about anything, but especially about judgment. Judgment is not a topic that many pastors want to touch. Why? Because judgment forces the eye to look at the issue of sin versus salvation, dirty versus clean, righteous versus unrighteous, good versus evil. And these are considered wrongly so controversial topics in the United States of America. This is very much a kind of ABC Sesame Street level of teaching that we have here. And the reason for that is multiple. A large reason is because the church as a whole is corrupt. The church doesn't like to discuss the issues. The church likes to hold the position of being offended, of being shocked, of, oh my goodness, this is happening in a society and look at the drag queens reading to the children. But that is because it is easier to take the position of look at that rather than self-reflect. Self-reflection is part of judgment. Self-reflection forces you to ask yourself, how did I get to the place where God is judging me? Before I become a Pharaoh, before I end up hearing judgment from a Moses, how did I become the kind of king that draws God's judgment. How did I Pharaoh? How did I Herod? How did I Ahab? How did I Nebuchadnezzar get to the point where heaven is now pointing the finger at me? It is easier to take the moral high ground and say, oh, look at what they're doing in the churches and look at what they're doing at the schools and reading drag queens are reading to the children. But then this skips conveniently over the question what kind of nation has a church so ineffective, has a church so fat, has a church so complacent, has a church so blind, has a church so accepting, a church so love is love, a church so the ministers are LGBTQJY, that the land is able to become corrupt on that church's watch? What kind of nation has an ecclesia that cannot heat up the temperature of the nation, that even though the secular world does exist, the secular world is aware of the church's presence enough that the secular world would not dare. We don't have that here. We don't address the hard questions here. The pastors don't touch the difficult subjects here. The pastors cater solely to you're the best, you're the best. You're God's best. You're God's first choice. God loves you. And right now God is preparing an ABCDEF to make sure that you and those kids get what you need because you come first. That is the worst, falsest 
most lying type of Christianity that anyone could have ever allowed themselves to be deceived into. And as you listen to the prayer call that's coming up, if you are not convicted in your heart to repent of being one who sat in a church like that for however long you sat there, because even when I was younger, I could not tolerate a lying environment. I could not stand as a child when adults would say things that were not true, for instance, to get younger kids in trouble or to get us teenagers in trouble. I couldn't bear it. And when I finally got into church, I could not tolerate an environment where the pastor is not saying what is actually in the Bible. But there are people 10 times my age, grown people who have sat complacent in churches because they made them feel good. The churches that we have here cater to keeping us in a position where we feel that all is well. But America, God has sent me to tell you that all is not well. Every man, woman, and child is about to find out in real time that all is not well within these borders, that all is not well within our homes. I have endeavored to stress to people that even if you are pursuing God with all your heart, you are going to find out exactly where the cracks in the foundation of your home are. Because when trials, when stresses, when tests, when sudden shocks begin to hit us from the economy, from the government, from our personal lives, from work, from every corner, and from external forces that are watching this nation like hungry predators, that is when you're going to find out who and what the weakest link in your home was. A home, every home in the United States, every home around the world is only as strong as the weakest link in that home. Your house is only as secure as the person who will crack first, to cave in first to temptation, to fear, to opening the door when you shouldn't open the door, to speaking when you shouldn't speak, to being quiet when you should speak. Your house and your foundation are only as strong as the weakest one among you. And this is where the righteous are continually going to face a challenge. And so now we are playing catch up with decades of poor teaching, with decades of never bringing up the fact that when a nation becomes idolatrous, when a nation becomes ribald, when a nation becomes so focused on entertainment that on a football Sunday, pastors will preach a half hour sermon. They will shorten the sermon and then turn the entire church into a mini stadium to keep the people interested and have a barbecue out back to say, no, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Let's just stay here and make it a family event. Amen. You can see what's happening on the stages of the United States. It's not just the poor teaching. It's the fact that the stages are being turned into a place where everybody now has a talent. The church is now a talent show. Oh, I can do a mime. Oh, I can recite slam poetry. Where is Jesus in the center of our worship? Where is he in the center of the churches? Why are the pastors no longer convicted to teach the people the truth? And why are the people no longer convicted to rise up and go and look for the truth when they realize that they're getting sugar, lies, and fluff? And in the backdrop of all that, what do we have? We have a rogue government rising. We have a rogue government rising. This thing has been on my heart like a long drawn out cello note. 
New York City is not something that you can recognize anymore. And this is what the father put his finger on in this prayer call. I was so surprised for God to be talking about the fact that there are people in this country already. The way the prayer call starts out, unfortunately, is on a sudden high note. It's going to suddenly take off after this introduction ends because I was in the middle of praising God. And then suddenly he began to say, but you don't listen. You do not listen. And you think that judgment is something that will be deferred. You think that judgment is something that you can ignore. You think that judgment is something that you can push away, but you cannot. This is what the Lord was saying. You cannot push away your judgment. And on top of that, you think your judgment is coming. It is already here. And everyone else on the line went quiet. The Lord said the judgment is already here. He said the judgment is already taking place. You have the wrong perspective. Speaking to all of us here in the United States. He says you have the wrong perspective. You think that judgment is something that is coming. I say to you, your judgment is already here and underway. And just like that, he began to speak about the migrants. And... This country came to mind out of all the countries, this country, Honduras came before me. And the Lord said that there is going to be machete attacks in the United States. Now people, I mean, we have knives here. We have steak knives, barbecue knives, bread knives, butter knives. We have all the knives. But the one thing that this nation is not known for is machetes in the street. This is not a cultural aspect of being an American. Carrying around a single-sided or a double-sided machete. The Lord said that we are going to see South American knife attacks, machete attacks in the streets. Not knives, the machete. And then the picture I was seeing of was of people deep in the jungle. And I began to say, this thing is used for chopping a path. In the forest, a machete is used for chopping a path in the forest. At least I think that's what it's for, because that's what I was seeing. People in a very thick jungle walking in single file and the guy who's in front, the guide was chopping and chopping these big blades with this very big knife. And yet God said that the level of savagery Savagery that will take place in the United States is going to be at the point where people will get attacked with machetes in the street because of the massive, massive, massive sleeper presence of people here. We do not understand. And this is what the Holy Spirit kept expressing. You don't actually understand how overtaken you are. The Lord said that the people who have come in are the new border guards of the United States. They are the border guards. And what I was speaking and saying is that we already have border guards. There are already people who guard the borders. There's people who keep other people from coming in. That's the whole, that's the whole problem right now in the United States. The big hubbub, everybody's talking about it issues of migration. And if you go to the Master's Voice Prophecy blog, you will see that long ago, God spoke of this. There are two prophecies. One of them that comes to mind easily is called the Taskmasters. And I think the second one is called the Ways of a King, the Ways of a King. And that would be in 2021, where the Lord said 
that immigration was going to become such a hot, contentious topic in the United States. He said that these people will become the border guards, except that they will function in reverse. The time will come when these people that have come in will prevent Americans from going out. And I was saying, because I was seeing this as he was talking to me, I said, when these people actually suit up, okay, they look a certain way right now, caps and backpacks and mopeds. But I said, when these people suit up for work, I saw that among these people are those who are so trained with weapons that they can put that thing on their shoulder. I don't know what it's called. I know one gun that was mentioned, it might be a gun or it might be something else, is an AR-15. And I'm not sure if it's a shooting gun or if it's that thing that you put on your shoulder and then you, Rambo has it. Rambo, the thing that Rambo puts on his shoulder and he shoots it and a long missile-like thing comes out. That might be what it is. Either way, I saw that these men are so trained that when they actually go into what they truly are, I'm not talking about the youth that are cutting up in Times Square. I'm talking about the men men, the actual men, the ones that don't smile, the ones with eyes that are just watching everything. When those men suit up, we will actually see that they are, they are soldiers. They are soldiers. They are trained soldiers. And they are here for a purpose. And they're going to be policing from the inside. And the caution I give was, leave these people alone. Leave these people alone. I started off this introduction talking about teaching. Because you're not taught, majority of us are not taught. And then majority of us at this late date are still on social media and we're still in chat groups and, and we're intoxicated with social media. People actually think that Facebook is a real world. They have problems in their personal lives. They don't want to fix their problems, their real life problems. They're venting on social media. They're looking for friendship on social media. They're looking for support on social media. That stuff is not real. You must disengage from it for the majority of your man hours and start to seek God and say, how do I fix my life? How do I fix what's going wrong? How do I fix the brokenness in me? How do I fix the brokenness in my marriage? How do I fix the brokenness I'm experiencing at work, in personal relationships, what I'm seeing from my children? But we're not doing that. And because of that, we have a warped gaze. We don't get the teaching that we need to teach us how to be balanced in our real life. And so we have a warped gaze. And worse than that, we have a warped foundation when it comes to teaching. In the Bible, when the disciples were preaching, there was a lot of pushback against them. The people loved them, sure, but the religious ecclesia did not. Peter, James, John, they hated them and they were constantly trying to oppose them in the work that they were doing. It got to the point where they were regularly pulled off the streets by temple guards, regularly harassed because the Sanhedrin simply would not allow them. The Pharisees simply would not allow them to operate in their God-given authority and they were constantly trying to fight them, to jail them, to slander them, to malign them. And they held yet another trial for them. And there was one wise Pharisee in the midst and he cautioned the others and said, guys, you're basically acting from your flesh. Leave these men alone. 
because you do not know if it is the Lord who has sent them. America, are you listening? You do not know if this is the Lord who has sent these men. If what they do is of their own strength, if what they do is simply of their own belly, it will fail. But if it is not, if it is not of their own strength, if it is not of their own belly, then I say to you that you're fighting against the Lord. You will not be able to overpower them. You will not be able to stop them. You fight against God himself. This thing that is happening to America is a judgment. It is a judgment. These pierced borders, you're, the government helping these people in everybody's faces, it's not a mistake. It is happening by a divine design. And the design is that the nation be brought to its knees. No matter how much the knees inside the nation don't want to bow, God is insistent that America will bow to conquerors. She will bow to bosses. She will bow to foreigners. He's already said it. And these people are quiet and they are sober now because of information that perhaps only they know. Only they know what they have been told in these official emails and official co communications that have surely caused them to gather. America, don't you read the Bible? Don't you read the Bible? Are you unfamiliar with what is called a coalition of nations? Can you explain why there's people from the Middle East, there's people from as far afield as China walking in across the border? Are you telling me that there are no airports for people to fly in from China. How do you explain people flying from China, flying to the border and then walking across? Are we adding this math correctly? The Lord's hand is in this. The Lord's hand is in this. There's no amount of petition. There's no amount of take it to Capitol Hill, stop it. It's been said since 2018, since 2019, since 2022 when it began to be a flood. It's been fought against, it's been argued against, it's been campaigned against, and yet the leak has turned into a trickle, the trickle into a stream, and the stream into a flood. As if no voices were raised, how long will it take for people to finally realize that this is not, it's man facilitating it, but this is God doing something to bring this nation to a place of humbling. At some point, wise people disengage and they will begin to do what God began to talk about in the second part, in the second part of this prayer call. And that is repentance. At some point you stop worrying about who's coming in by boat and who's coming in by hovercraft and you begin to worry about yourself. You begin to question your own standing with the Lord. Am I really the friend of God that I think I am? If I am the friend of God, then how do I deepen this friendship? This is an intimacy relationship with the Holy Spirit. How do I deepen this thing? How do I strengthen this thing? What part of my walk is weak? And to those who don't have a walk at all, isn't it time that you came into the ark of salvation? Isn't it time that you came before the Lord to humble yourself, to repent? God was saying, imagine a nation that finds it so hard to repent that this nation would rather debate than repent. Imagine that. Nearly five years in this ministry, and the repentance is minimal. And it is minimal because there's no way that you can look at the numbers on this channel and think that these numbers are massive compared to the fact that we are almost 340 million in this country. 
when something happens that causes mass panic, I didn't say if, I said when. There's no way that I made all these videos on a supposition. I didn't make all these videos on an if. This is a when. When something happens, even if you see the number of subscribers, you know that those are not all submitted subscribers. But let us pretend for half a second that every subscriber on this blog is locked in, is faithful, is praying, is fasting. You tell me if that number is greater than overturning 340 million panicked people, 340 million rioting people, 340 million um, terrified people. Tell me that that number is a strong enough foil against the number that doesn't know, doesn't care, doesn't believe, and wants to debate everything. God says, imagine a nation that finds it so hard to go down on, it, on its knees that it would rather say that his messages are lies it would rather debunk his messages and question his messages and question the origin of why is this message coming and can this message be trusted and I don't believe it and I'm still testing the spirit. Imagine finding that easier than simply saying, Lord, I hear something here and it has caused me to gaze inside. It has caused me to move from skepticism to investigation to be convinced and to go down on my knees and say, Lord, I am cowed. Lord, I bow my neck. I bow my proud neck in your presence and I begin to repent for the life that I've lived. I begin to repent, repent for complacency. I begin to compl um, repent for letting my wife be the one to take the kids to church twice a year, so-called Easter and Christmas. I begin to repent because I haven't led as a man. I begin to repent because I haven't really been the best mother that I could have been. I begin to repent because I wasted my 20s. I begin to repent because all I do is focus on money and women. I begin to repent because I spend every penny that I have on self-care and I have no savings as a young woman. And all I'm hoping for now is a fool to marry me so I can spend and waste his money as well and ruin his credit score. I begin to repent because I'm so bent on my career that I volunteer for everything at work and as a result, I'm burnt out Holy Spirit and I have nothing to offer God except a two minute Bible study on the way to work in the morning. And then I call that engaging with the Holy Spirit. It's time for personal introspection. The Lord is not playing with us in this country. You have eyes to see. Some of you are more locked into the news than I will ever be. And who needs the news with things like this that come bursting out of prayer? God is talking in this prayer call about the beast system, that it is inevitable that if you do not start reading your Bible exactly like it is in these bad restaurants that come and clear the table before you finish the food on your plate, they're going to clear the Bibles before we can finish reading them and committing them to memory and to heart. They're going to take the Bibles away. They're going to take Korans away. They're going to take whatever it is that any religious organization, any religious community is reading, is studying. We're not going to be allowed what the Holy Spirit was calling religious contemplation. These guys who are monks that sit on mountains, they might be the last ones to finally lose their sacred writings to the beast. But the Lord says that they're going to take away every form of sacred writing because one is coming who is going to exalt himself and say to all of us in the simulcast that he is God and that we ought regard none other but he. He is God. He is first. He's going to declare it. And at the time he does it, all people who are going to be living are going to hear that.
And that is when those who have been led astray to fables, those who have been told to be comforted, that there's nothing to fear from celestial. There's nothing to fear from her. She's not telling the truth. It's all lies. This is when the horror is going to melt into men's bones around the world. Both those who believe and those who oppose and say that there is nothing to fear. That is when the realization is going to enter into men's bones that you heard the voice of the Lord in your days, in your generations, and you cast aspersion on it, which means you simply said that it wasn't relevant. You mocked it and you ignored it. And then those times come upon you and the Lord says that he will not help. He will not help. He will do nothing to turn the judgment back. He will literally deliver this unfaithful nation into the hands of her captor. Who will sit and call himself God in our faces. Nothing has been held back from anyone here. The time is not what we think it is. I'm always measured. I'm always careful. And except it's a prayer call where emotions are high and my delivery is high. I never come here excitable. Guess what? Guess what I saw? There's nothing like that. I am mature and I take this work so seriously because it is bound up with my life. I take it so seriously because I will be judged for it and I don't intend to have a bad report card. So help me God. America, listen, listen to what God is telling us here. At this point, there are more foreigners watching this channel than people here. The metrics are showing that people outside the borders visit this blog far more often than locals. That's because people report the channel. People downvote the channel. When social media asks you, do you want to report this? They say yes. When social media asks them, do you want to see more of this type of video? They click no. They have no interest. People have no interest. And you know it's true because you can't even get your spouse to listen with you. The majority of you, you can't get your brother and your sister to believe you. They tell you there's nothing like that. We have nothing to fear. Some tell you we'll be gone in the rapture. She might be right, but what she's saying is not for the church. We're God's people. We're God's favorite. We're God's beloved. And yet at the same time, People in other countries are becoming widowers and widows because their loved ones are being put to death for their faith. And they are bearing it, and none of them are saying they're in the tribulation period. None of them is saying that, no, the children are not appointed to wrath. You know that what I'm saying is true. The food is not being eaten here. I'm letting you know transparently that foreigners are eating the food of the Master's Voice Prophecy blog and the people that God set the table for so that they can eat this bitter bread and drink this bitter cup. And then it might turn sweet in their belly. And they go down to their knees and repent. I'm letting you know formally, transparently, that the metrics show, my analytics show, that people outside aggregate. This is not one country. This is from South America. This is from Africa. And this is from various English-speaking countries in Asia. As a group, they outnumber the American audience. And you need to know that. 
just as foreigners are consuming your spiritual food, they're believing God over you here. So too, outsiders will come in and consume all these resources, all this stuff that's in here. They're going to take it. And the only decision that you're making now is, are they taking you too? Or are you coming back to the cross of Jesus Christ to repent? This prophecy contains uh, images and descriptions of people being chopped with machetes. Everybody should know by now, this channel is not something that you're just going to let your 11-year-old listen to unless you listen to it first. Don't do that. I won't take responsibility for that. I'm not softening anything here because you let your children listen unfiltered. And do not say my child is mature. A child is a child. A child is a child. The teenagers, they, they're exposed to everything except the gates of hell themselves. So a 16-year-old, 18-year-old, they watch worse. So yes, descriptions of people getting hacked to pieces is what I saw. Attacks that will just cut people's limbs in the street. They're just going to be doing this in groups, in gangs. I'm not saying it's tomorrow, but I'm saying I saw it. And you know, it's quite overwhelming. An attack with a machete is very different to an attack with bullets. I'm, I'm sure you can understand that. Descriptions of what it's going to be like, the restriction, the complete loss of religious freedom. Don't waste the time that you have to freely read a Bible. I saw persecution coming. Street preaching is going to be a thing of the past. I saw that in America. And then I also saw superimposed on that, the same thing happening in the UK, that a person who just sets up a little boom box with a microphone preaching, I saw the police approaching and telling this man that he could no longer do that here in America. They're going to stop that altogether. So even these men and women that God sends out in the street and they are boldly speaking, repent of your sins. These things are not noise. They're not street noise. They are signs of the times, signs of the times, the warning of the most high. They are signs that God wants us to listen. They are signs that time is winding down for us here in America. Imagine overlooking all that because you want to spend time looking at trucker convoys and you want to spend time looking at trial outcomes. Who's getting persecuted? Did God not tell you that the person who's on trial now, the person who is getting railroaded left and right and center, did God not tell us that that man was going to go down in infamy? Did I not declare it here years ago? Did I not consistently say throughout 2022 and 2023 that God says that everybody's favorite president who's going to make America great again, did God not say that he was going to leave this man to fall into the hands of his enemies and that he was going to be embattled? Now that you see him embattled, do you not understand that the hand of God is at work? Do you think that you will overcome what God is the author of? This is the pride. This is the pride that you will hear the prophecy and still try to fight the prophecy with a GoFundMe. America, you frustrate God, and I promise you, you frustrate me also. And still, I will continue. I'm not going to stop because I'm frustrated. I'm well able to manage my emotions, calm myself down, take a break, go away for a few days as I have recently, and come back. You're not going to drive me off this assignment with behavior, with attitude, with approach. I literally do not care. I came for the ones that God is looking for. I came for the ones who's looking for God. It's as simple. The one that God is looking for is you that's looking for God.
Doesn't matter if you've never started thinking about God until this very moment. If this is your first master's voice video, you are welcome. Don't let it be your last. Don't let anything drive you off here. It's not about our feelings. Oh, I don't like the delivery. This is not Dunkin' Donuts and Krispy Kreme. Nobody cares about the delivery. If you care about style and presentation, go to Chick-fil-A. I hear they have excellent customer service. This is not what we're doing here. This is about souls. This is where you're going to sleep. This is where your children are going to sleep. When you close your eyes for the last time, are you opening your eyes in heaven? Are you opening your eyes in hell? Are you opening your eyes in the lake of fire? Where are you going? What decisions are you making? Are you sowing to permanence? Are you sowing to spiritual things? Or are you just here for the comfort of your flesh and having an opinion? It's time to decide. United States of America, I'm speaking to you, nobody else. It is time to decide. I'm attaching the prayer call to this. This is Celestial Master's Voice Prophecy blog. I'm on SoundCloud. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple and Google Podcasts. I'm on Telegram and Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on TikTok. I'm wherever, wherever you can listen. There's a ton of other podcasts that just pick up this blog automatically. I think some, one of them is called Odyssey. I don't even have an account there. There are quite a few of these podcasts that just automatically pick up streaming and they put it out there. What I'm saying is that you're not limited in how you listen. You're not limited in where you can get this information. It is literally up to you to make the effort. YouTube is unsubscribing you guys as fast as you can subscribe. They're unsubscribing you. They've stripped over a million views from the channel ever since the TD Jakes scandal broke. You might as well know. It is not as if I do not work hard on this blog. I make every effort human and I know that God, humanly possible, and I know that God is doing great things. But it's, it's not without its opposition. It's not without its detractors. It's not without its attacks. And yet I keep going because this is for Jesus. This is for Jesus. My eternal crown is wrapped up in this thing. I'm not going to be crownless before the Lord. I'm not going to be that one that doesn't have a crown to throw at his feet. It will not be me. It might be somebody else. It might definitely be the 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 8 to 12 crowd, but it will not be me. When everybody else is casting their crowns with the 24 elders, I'm going to be right there. And all my crowns are not coming from my background or my education. They're coming from this work that I'm doing for the Lord. Make sure that you are polishing your crowns so that you can have something to throw at Jesus's feet when he returns to judge the quick and the dead, the living and the dead. The man said, I am even the God of the dead, meaning that death does not separate you from the fact that we must all be examined, whether we will die or not, we must all be examined and judged and found not guilty or not guilty. Those are earthly terms. We must be found righteous or unrighteous. That's it. Righteous or unrighteous. And as long as you have breath, you get to decide which one you will be. Spend some time, read Ezekiel chapter 9. That is the dividing line in this country. Ezekiel chapter 9. The division is not, oh, the baby is too young, the baby won't be hurt. Oh, no, he's too old, he won't be hurt. The division is solely set a mark upon the heads of all those who cry and sigh over the abominations that are done in this country. What God is saying is that it's not enough to read the news 
about some triple uh, a gang rape of a toddler, it's not enough to read the news and say, oh, that's so horrible. That's not the defining line. God says that the people he will show mercy are the people who are so cut inside by what is happening here that they weep and sigh over what is happening. This doesn't mean catch depression. This doesn't mean be sad all the time. What it means is that your repentance will be so ju- so genuine that the Lord will be able to see, observe within you a cut over what happens here. A cut over the fact that we have become the country that is kicking Bibles on the stages of churches. That's us. Pastors are kicking the Bible like a football in America. That's where we've come. And yet people will say that God will not judge America. Not so. It's time we became sober. Ezekiel chapter 9. Make sure you read it and understand. That's the benchmark. That's the standard. It's not age. It's not, oh, this is a girl. Nothing will happen to her. Oh, no, this is a young boy. Nothing will happen. That's not it. The mark will be on the foreheads of those who are so hurt over what this nation has become that they're able to separate themselves from Babylon's ways, Babylon's policies, Babylon's agendas, Babylon's interests. They will come out from among her first in the heart and be separate. And then after that, they will lift up their voices to God in repentance and they will begin to cry out against what is here. And you can't fake that. If you don't feel that, you literally need to go to the Father and begin to pursue it. Ask him, Lord, I feel kind of dull. I see the crime and everything, but I just feel kind of distance from it because my life is so good. I make good money. My family's happy. I just feel like I can't connect. You actually need to ask the God, the Lord, yeah, to transfer his grief over what happens here to you. When he transfers his grief, his disdain, his anger and fury to you, then, then the prayers, the repentance, they will become pristine, genuine. And then you will be one of those who will get that mark. That is all. I'm Celestial. This is the Master's Voice Prophecy blog. I will be continuing with the series, The Slavery Carnicles, soon. But this is... An urgent word, an urgent message, an urgent prayer call that came through today. And it is important for me to get it out as soon as possible. Thank you. God bless you. And until I see you again, goodbye. When you are in the forest, when you are cutting your way through uh, the jungle, that's what you use. You use machete. And that's what God says they're going to use machete on people in the street. They're going to attack people with jungle blades. And God says that you are already captured. You are already captured because of your gross unfaithfulness to me. That you could not be warned. You could not be warned. You could not be rebuked. You could not be trained you could not be disciplined. You are so wild. And because of that, you will not receive any mercy in the day of your affliction. Absolutely nothing. 
The, the Lord says your borders are leaking your destruction. What kind of a punishment is this? Your borders are leaking your destruction. Your judgment is not on the way. Your judgment is already here. It has already begun. They are already among you. And great will be your destruction at, at their hand. The Lord says that these people are going to be the new border police. They will be the new border police for traffic going the other way. These are the people, please hear me. Because in America, the border police exist to prevent people from coming in. That's why all this controversy we've been seeing over the last two years. All this controversy to stop people coming in. God is saying these people coming in are the new border guards. To make sure that not a single American toe will be able to make it outside the border. He's saying coerced, coerced. To coerce someone is to force them. To force them. And it's usually not by using physical means. We don't coerce people with our hands. We don't put hands on them. When somebody puts hands on you, then they're just forcing you. They're manhandling you. You coerce somebody through means of speech. He says, America has been coerced. America has been coerced to receive her destruction. That there are actually people in the country advocating for the destruction that is going to take place. Whether they know it or don't know it, they use humanitarian that's what he's saying. Human rights, human rights. That's how they argue for this destruction that I'm talking about. Who wants to be chopped with a machete? You tell me, you tell me, people of God, who wants to feel that blade? Are we pork? Are we bacon? Savagery, blood will run in this country. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, these people are used to cutting a pathway in the jungle because that's what I'm looking at. This is what this blade is used for. This country, Honduras, we're going to look it up at the end of this message. And not that Honduras is the only one. It's just the, it's just the word that I see coming up in front of me. Honduras, they use machetes. And God says, you will see people chopping other people with machetes in the street in America. This is what happens when you break the gate. This is what God is saying. This is what happens when you break restraint. This is what happens when you can't be taught. This is what happens when you can't be approached. This is what happens when you can't be corrected. When no one can say anything to you because you already know. You already know. You can't be told anything because then it's like, who, who are you to say anything to me? Why are you judging me? And the Lord says, who judges the whole earth? Who judges the sons of God? Who judges the fallen angels? Who judges all throughout time and history? Who have failed to obey my laws? Who judges all flesh, all life? The Lord is saying he even judges the dead. I judge the dead. I alone am just. I judge the living and the dead. Captured. This is the word that I'm hearing in my spirit. 
captured wicked leaders. Wicked leaders, evil people. He's saying void of human sympathy. Void of human sympathy. Void of the ability to understand what the next person needs. And sacrifice for it. Willing to give up a shirt for a brother. Not willing, not willing to share what, what you have with the next person. You observe need. You see need. You see lack. You see hunger and you just have this thing inside. Not my problem. It's not my problem. You should get a job. It's not my problem. This is this cold thing going on in the center. No, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. I'm sorry, I can't help. I just see somebody walking past these people that sit on the street, these homeless guys, people just, so many people just walking by. Out of a hundred people, maybe one will take notice. This is another human being down on their luck. This is going to be just, this is just going to be a mass difficulty, a mass difficulty because there's not enough brotherly love. There's not enough brotherly love within the nation to even put up a cohesive front against what is being done from the top. He just says, you don't know how wicked your leaders are. You do not know how wicked your leaders are. You have not grasped the full and you will be without a shelter on that day, Babylon. You will be without a covering. You will be without an advocate. You will be without a help meet for you were not a help meet to me. You were not a help meet to me, Babylon. You were not submitted. You were not obedient. You will not wash yourself of your sin. You will not receive forgiveness. You said instead, what do I have to repent of? You will not receive the words of the Lord. You will not accept the charges of the Most High. You declared instead, hear this word. You declared, I am virtuous. I am virtuous. I am pure, I am righteous, I am good, I am a helper to many, I have done many good deeds. The Lord says, shall your good deeds deliver you in the day of your judgment? Shall your good deeds save you in the day that your punishment falls upon you like blows, like bombs? Will you be saved by good deeds? Jesus saves. Jesus is the one who delivers. Jesus is the one who sets us free. Jesus is the blessing. Jesus is the helper. Jesus is the deliverance. But Jesus is not welcome in the midst. Jesus is not welcome. I am telling you there is not a place. I see like a peg trying to fit into a hole that is not cut for it. Like a square, like a square, then you try to fit it into a round hole or like a round, like a round peg. And then you try to fit it into a triangular hole. 
I just see a hand, these puzzles that the babies play where it's triangle peg to go into a triangle hole, a star shape to go into the star shaped hole. And this thing is misapplied. The hand is misapplying it. There is no space to fit. I am telling you this simple process of saying, forgive me, Lord, I am a sinner. I have not walked in your ways. I have not known you. I have not honored you. I have served my flesh. I repent in sackcloth and ashes. I kneel before you and I confess my shortcomings. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Wash me with the blood and receive me as your own. There is no room. There is no room. People do not want to do that simple process. They want to do this thing. The street person, the street person, what, what do we call these men? These ones that stand outside. This is the guy I'm seeing in a white shirt with a little boom box and a little microphone. Repent of your sins. Repent of your sins. You cannot go to heaven with your sin upon you. People just walk by holding latte. People walk by holding briefcase. They walk by with headphones. But the few that stop, they will stop to debate. They stop to debate. They stop to question. They stop to say, why do the babies die in war? Where is God when the babies die in war? How can you be covered in sin and unrighteousness and questioning God about war? When it is sinful men like you, like us all who cause wars, how can a sinful object question a sinless God? How can a heart, how does the heart not get cut? How does the heart not get pricked? with conviction of true preaching to say, I have to depart this iniquity. I have to depart this darkness. I know my own darkness. I must flee this darkness towards the light that this man, the man is standing on a street corner with that little thing. Uh, it's a speaker. Thank you, Lord. The little, just the little box, it's the black, they have a black speaker and it has plugs at the back and then you'll just plug a microphone in it so that your voice can be out and then you can preach. And they'll soon start coming to those men with dogs. They'll soon start coming to those men with dogs to tell them not to preach. You can still do it. It's not illegal now, but I see two policemen coming up to this man with dogs. And I also see at the same time I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this in the United Kingdom. I'm seeing that those people that they call bobbies, bobbies, policemen, I'm seeing them come up to this person with the speaker and it, the, this man is wearing a black, what is it called? The black hat for winter, just, you know, the winter hat. He's not wearing white. The first man is wearing just a white shirt, black pants and speaking. But this man in the UK is, it's winter time. So he's wearing a black parka, black jacket and he's preaching. And I see the police come up to him with this German shepherd dog and start to tell him that he can't do that. He's not allowed. It says, they say noise disturbance. And that's the difference. In America, you can still preach. But this thing, the silencing of God's voice, 
the insistence that God should not speak. I am telling you, the tongue of Lucifer is going to speak across the whole earth. Behold, I am God. That is what he's going to say. Satan is going to stand one day and declare to the whole world, live broadcast, that he is God and that we shall have no other God before him. And all who are still living at that time will see it. If they have heard this word, they will see it and know that every word of the scripture will be fulfilled. We will see everything in that Bible come to pass. We will all hear that live broadcast. Behold, I am God. Thou shalt have no other God before me. No Muslim temple. No Shiite religion. I'm not even sure what that is, but I see it. No Shiite, S-H-I apostrophe I-T-E. No Shiite religion. No religious contemplation. No religious contemplation. Religious contemplation means no Bible reading, no Quran reading, no sacred books. Confiscate and burn the books. Confiscate the tomes. A tome is an ancient book. A tome is the kind of book you don't find it at Barnes and Noble. You don't find a tome at wherever, at the supermarket. You can't just go on Amazon and order a book that is called a tome. Tomes are usually very thick, large, old books. The kind of book that you are not allowed to take out of the library. Seize and burn the tomes. That's what they're going to say. Ancient writings. If people don't hide them as they did during the Middle Ages, the Dark Ages, they'll be gone. No religious contemplation, God is saying. You shall not gaze into the Word of God. Religious contemplation is prayer. It is spending time with God. It is spending time with God in prayer. You will not have religious contemplation. Edification of the mind. Sharpening of the mind. You shall study mathematics and you shall read the classics. No religion. They want to make the children like robots. They want to make the children conform. They want to make the children so bored. The children are so dull. They're so like robots. They don't have an opinion. What on earth could make this modern generation not have an opinion, but drugs to placate them? to just make them dull, to just make them obedient. Repetition, repetition will kill the mind. Repetition is the way whereby you teach principles, you teach information by going over and over and over it again. You will say it again, you will read it again, read it again, say it again, read it again, until your independent thought process just dies. Your internal, your internal, personality mechanism will be cowed. You will cave in. This is what God is saying. He's not, he's saying it to humanity. You will give in, you will cave in. You will bow to the beast. You will hear it so many times. You will hear the instruction so many times. They will play it everywhere you go. The screen will never go off. You will not be able to turn off your TV. Your phone will play ads. Your phone will pay, play ads all the time. It's not like now when your phone has ads, your phone has a virus. It's different. 
The phone will come with the ad and the ad will tell you to be a good citizen. Do this and do that. Join the this program. Sign up. Be a good citizen. It's playing in the train right now. It's playing in the train right now. You will watch that screen wherever you are going. You will watch the screen. It will always be with you. The screen will be with you and the screen will be watching you. And unless you have a strong spirit, the internal, the internal grace, the internal grace that guards humanity, that thing that makes us different, that spark, it will go out as surely as the sunset. It will be like a slave planet. Just people who all have the same opinion. I don't know how this will be achieved. Drugs, manipulation, threats, fear, extermination, fear of extermination. Don't take my child. I'll do whatever you say. Don't take my wife. I'll obey. God just says a prison, a jail. Imagine the prison is within your own ribs. I see like a ribs. Ribs and your heart has become the prison. Your heart, your mind will be the jail. Just for wickedness, because you would not stand up and fight against wickedness. Imagine what a fate, what a fate to fall to. Because you would not stand up. Because you would not resist wickedness. Because you would not ex excise, which is to, to rip out. When you excise something, this is what doctors do. They take the patient in and they, and they medicate him and they open his chest and they rip the cancers out of his body. They cut deeply and they leave no piece of cancerous material because they do not want to ri risk a reinfection. But God says that we would not do it. We would not expose the wicked. We would not expose the people who are abusing children. We refuse to fire the people who steal money in government, he says. You tolerate corruption in your midst and make excuses for it. And then you re-elect it. You re-elect it. You don't hold the leaders accountable. You talk, but you do nothing. To put them in fear of their lives, fear of their position, to make them understand that they actually serve national purpose, that they are workers for the greater population. You idolize them, God is saying. You raise them up. God says that a mere senator feels like a rock star in this country. Like a rock star. I mean, I see an old man, but he's walking like Prince. He's walking like Mick Jagger. He's feeling himself. Imagine a lawmaker. You are on a civil salary and the power you command is like the celebrities and the movie stars. He says, glamorizing a job. Can you imagine? And this is why America is not sober. When you compare her to her European counterparts, this nation is not sober. You can't catch a politician in, in France or Italy acting like a rock star. You're a public servant and the people will remind you of that 24 hours a day, but not here. These men are like superstars. 
it, they're like hoopers. They're like basketball stars, like the NBA, the NFL. They have the same glam. And yet this is political power, which is so much more dangerous than a celebrity's power. God said you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do right, America. You wouldn't do righteousness. You wouldn't love what was good and hate what is evil, as the Bible says. And he says you're falling to your enemies. I'm telling you, stay away from these people who have come into this country. Don't stop going to these people and putting cameras in these people's faces. Because when they catch you later, when they see you later, These are your wardens. These are your jailers. You will see that same guy at the border as you're trying to cross at midnight under cover of darkness. Running like rats. Trying to get across the border. The same people from the camps, these camps that they have now, trying to relocate them. Migrant camps, you will see these, I'm telling you when these people get dressed up for work, you will wonder where they got all this uniform and weaponry and machinery from. You will wonder how the guy at the bakery can manage an AR-15, whatever an AR-15 is. Maybe it's a rocket launcher or maybe it's a gun, but whatever that thing is, AR-15, the one you put on your shoulder and you shoot it, you put it on your shoulder like a cannon and then you shoot it and a, a thing comes out of it, an arrow. These people are trained. These people, these people are soldiers. These people are soldiers, mercenaries. These people are no stranger to combat. These men, the men, I don't know what the boys are, but the men, these men, I'm telling you, these men have served before. They've served in these countries where uh, they wear the beret. They've served in countries where they wear a brown beret. There's a country here, the uniform is all brown. The beret is brown, the uniform is brown. It is not even camouflaged like the American army. The whole uniform is brown. There's a country in America, soldiers from that country wear all brown with piping, a red piping around the beret. There's a country in there's a country in this country with a brown uniform. And this is the people. These are the people that that we are messing with. Grave 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 danger. And people are are focused on social media and focused on personal problems. God says you are distracted. You are distracted and you're also paralyzed by fear. You are not praying. You are not fasting. You are not seeking me for wisdom for the times. You are not seeking me for wisdom for the times. You are trafficking by your emotions. And you are trafficking by very wrong expectations. And the government has misled you. It's a culture of deception, a culture of misleading, a culture of abuse. 
Lord, we have to come to the cross. Repentance is the way. Repentance is the first and foremost priority. Imagine receiving an accusation that you don't do justice, that you don't do right, that you don't love righteousness, that you don't love what is holy, that you think, God says, you think that there's more than one way to do a thing that will please me. That's why people have so many opinions. They feel that there's not one way. There's only one God with one book containing one law. But God says that people always want to rewrite what has been written. But what about this? They say, but what about that? What if someone only does, th does this and that? Is that still a sin? Constant negotiation. You think that there's more than one way to do something that should only be done one way. That's why it's impossible to convince people how important repentance is. Repentance is life and death. Someone who can't repent, why would you have any expectation of salvation afterwards? Does salvation not come by repentance and confession of sin? Confession that Jesus is Lord. How you, can you confess that Jesus is Lord when you are also second Lord, when you are also Lord 2.0? Repentance, humility, seeking God's help on your knees. It is the most important. It is the most crucial. It is the most important. It is the most lacking. And yet it is the easiest and the first thing that we ought to do. Lord, have mercy on us, Lord.